everyone! Before we start, I wanted to let you know, if you would like to watch our whole service, head to our website, that's dc2.me, and from the media drop-down, click Sermons. You can watch our whole service there. And now, here's this week's sermon. All right, good morning. If this is your first time here, this is not a typical Sunday for us. <laughs> or maybe it is. Come back next week, we'll see. Uh, my name is Jacob, one of the pastors here. Uh, and sticking with kind of a little bit of an atypical Sunday, today is also going to be an atypical sermon. Uh, I am excited to welcome a friend of mine, um, a good, good friend, and his name is Pastor Nelson. Uh, Pastor Nelson is one of our global partners in Costa Rica. Uh, in Costa Rica, we have two partnerships. We have our partnership with Pastor Jesus and Hosanna Church that our youth have been going to for about four or five years. And then we have Pastor Nelson, and his church is in the jungles of Costa Rica. Uh, and a few of us had an opportunity to visit this year with adults, with kids. Uh, my children got an opportunity to go age 8 and 10, and it was incredible. Uh, and when I say jungles of Costa Rica, it's like down mountain roads, near a river with crocodiles, oxen walking down the road, like literally everything you'd ever want. It was amazing. Uh, in fact, today when you're going to see Pastor Nelson by video and you will hear some bugs buzzing in the background that we were not able to scrub out because that is what you see. Uh, it's incredible. Uh, those who have had a chance to meet Pastor Nelson will tell you just how loving he and his community are. Uh, we were blown away. This area that they have their church, it's not like you have a church and then there's all these houses nearby. Uh, you have a church and then there's like a house over here. There's a house up this mountain road. There's a house up this mountain road. Like it's so spread apart. Yet Pastor Nelson and his church, they knew everybody. Whether they attended their church or not, they knew everybody in the community and that community was so blessed to meet them. Uh, so we are in our worldview series. And the worldview series, the goal here has been to hear from some of our global partners and take a look at the way that you and I know God or have heard of God or know about the Bible and ask ourselves, do any of our partners look at it differently? And today, when you hear from Pastor Nelson, you may hear a spin on the story of Easter, the story of Jesus, that we don't often talk about in Western churches. Uh, so in Western churches, the way that we often talk about this time of Easter, uh, we're leading up to Easter, which is this time where Christ is victorious. Uh, Jesus walks with his disciples. He's crucified, but we, we skip that a little bit. We move past it, and he rises from the dead, and he has conquered death. And because of that conquering of death, we get to live in eternity with Jesus. And it is a beautiful Easter message, and it is completely true. But there are parts that we tend to uh, skip over often in Western churches, and not just around Easter, but in general. Uh, and Pastor Nelson is going to bring a slightly different take on the Easter message. Uh, whereas we may talk about you know, Christ the victor, Jesus who died for us and saved us, Pastor Nelson is going to bring uh, uh, something akin to a, the suffering servant. Uh, the Jesus who walked with his disciples and um, he looked a little different from the people of the time. He, he said things that were not okay to the people of the time. Uh, he was often abandoned by family, uh, abandoned by friends. Uh, 
Uh, He took on the weight of the world, took on the sins of the world, and was crucified. Uh, He suffered for us. Slightly different approach and very different from this minute to win it game we just did. It, It might be a hard transition. We'll see how this goes. What I love about this concept of this worldview series, aside from the fact that we've been trying to do this for years, is I think when we read scripture, um, if truth is this big, we tend to see this much uh, because of where we're from, because of what we know, because we've always heard, and other people might hear this much, and both are true. Um, and we are not talking subjective truth. Everything Pastor Nelson will talk about today is scriptural, but there are things that sometimes we can gloss over, and we have such an opportunity today uh, to hear more. Uh, This week, uh, we had somebody translating Pastor Nelson's words. And as we were going through it and trying to figure out if there were things that we should explain or edit or change, uh, she reminded us of something really important. She said, hey, I grew up in a household and in a culture that this is how we learned about Jesus. Uh, The concept of the suffering servant or the, uh, the Jesus who suffered, this is what I knew This is what we taught in Sunday school. This is what we learned. Uh, And coming to a church like Discovery has actually been a whole different experience for her. So she said, I just want to let you know that this is what a lot of people around the world know, and there's a lot we can learn from it. So I'm excited to share it with you today. Uh, Quick note before we jump in, I want to give a shout out to two people. Uh, The first is Vera Godoy Kirkconnell. She took on the translation this week. Pastor Nelson sent us a message completely in Costa Rican Spanish, uh, and Vera took on these, this huge task of translating that all into English. So can we take a minute and give Vera a hand? Um, anyone who's done translation work knows that that is a big undertaking. Uh, the second is our lead pastor, Zach, uh, who took all of the words that the Vera did, and he actually did a voiceover of Pastor Nelson um, so that we could understand So, Pastor Nelson, as you'll see him, um, he's small, and he's very soft-spoken. So if you wonder why Pastor Nelson sounds like a six-foot-five American, that's why. This is not Pastor Nelson's voice. Uh, And if you have a problem with the the lips and the words not lining up, just close your eyes. It'll all work out. (laughs) That all being said, I want to pass to Pastor Nelson. He's going to be on video, and I'm going to be up at the end to give a few more thoughts. Here we go. Good morning, my friends. I hope you are experiencing God's love and favor today. My name is Nelson Monte Valverde, and I serve as the pastor of Monte de Dios Church in Baston. For me to join you today is such a gift, and I'm so excited to share a bit about what it means for me to talk about the death and life of Jesus. As you may know, the story of Jesus continues to be one of the most historically important events in the world, not only because of what happened to him, but also what happened to humanity. Jesus clearly came to accomplish something, and it seems clear that it was a mission given to him by God. That mission was to rescue the world from the thing holding it prisoner. We call it sin. And that by doing that, to pave a way for people to have a relationship, an eternal relationship, a perfect relationship with God once again. The death of Jesus on the cross is so important for every single person because it shows the depth of connection, relationship, and love God wants and has for us. His love is huge. There's no greater love than His love. 
The Bible actually tells us a lot of important things about the death of Jesus, such as why he chose to die and how important it was that he had to die. The author Paul in Romans 5.8 tells us even more specific things about his death. But God shows his love for us in that while we were sinners, Christ died for us. Because of this love, this servant-hearted love, this story invites us to consider Jesus with a high level of respect and honor. This Jesus, who is God, actually became a human being just to accomplish this task. Because God became a man in the form of Jesus, already we can see how much God loves us. And it's not like he became a man to come be with us because we were so great. He became a man to come to us when we were sinning, making messes. We are messes. He took everything about himself that was so perfect and good and came right down into our mess. Why? Because he loves us. It seems clear that he didn't mind the mess. He didn't even mind the pain he would have to go through. The Bible tells us that Jesus was aware that he would be taunted, hated, thrown in jail, beaten up, and killed. And his death, it wouldn't be a kind or humane death. It would be death on a cross. And still he came. Perhaps when we look at the world of today, even as people who love Jesus and try to follow Jesus, one thing we really miss is the value of pain and the suffering that Jesus had to go through to save us. He was saving us from all the things we'd done wrong, from the darkness of our world, from the messes we've made, from death itself. It wasn't only suffering he had to go through to come to this earth as a man, but he had to suffer even more by going all the way down into our sin and dark-filled world in order to meet us where we were at and then offer us a new way to live. While this happened 2,000 years ago, it's not just a historical event. This is a story for us, for today. Jesus did this for you. He came into the sin and dark of your life, of your story, so that he could meet you right where you're at and offer you a new way to live. He did this for you, to show you how valuable you are to him, to show you how much he loves everyone, but also show how much he loves you, just you. He came to give you a way out, a way to escape the sin and darkness of your life and the world that we all live in. In fact, he says in John 14, 6, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. He gave his life on the cross, and because of that, we now have an opportunity to not only see him, but to listen to him. When he says, I am the way, Jesus is telling us that only through him has he opened up a path that leads out of our world and into a world of hope. He's opened a way for us all to be saved. You see, if we join his path, our story becomes like his story. And what happened to his story? He died, yes, but he didn't stay dead. Jesus came back to life, a whole new life. And if we follow him on his path, we can expect the same. While we may die, there is a whole new life that awaits. We can actually win, have a victory over the one thing that tells us it will beat us. We can beat death. And what happens when we do? We get to be with Jesus in a perfect world, in heaven, where everyone's darkness and sin is left behind, and we just get to live in peace and joy and connection with God. Jesus is actually waiting for all of us now. He wants us to choose His way today. One other place in the Bible where we learn a little bit more about what His sacrifice means is in the book of Isaiah. In Isaiah 53, 4-5, we read something that has been told to the people of Israel long before it was then understood by the church of Jesus. 
it shows even more how much Jesus understood about his mission and what would happen to him if he came. I think it's so important for us to consider continually what his suffering means and how much he chose to suffer on purpose. He really did know all that he was getting into when he came. Sometimes, today, we don't stop to consider this part of Jesus' story. Maybe it's because we focus so much on His grace, or on His love, or on His mercy, but today, more than ever, it's important to remember His suffering. It's important today because it's the time of Easter, and it's the best time to remember it. So what does Isaiah tell us about Jesus and His mission? He says, But the fact is, it was our pains He carried, our disfigurements, all the things wrong with us. We thought he brought it on himself, that God was punishing him for his own failures, but it was our sins that did that to him, that ripped and tore and crushed him, our sins. He took the punishment, and that made us whole. Through his bruises, we get healed. When we read this, it's hard not to see how much he suffered, but also to see that he suffered for us on purpose. That is so important. I want to invite us to reflect today on his suffering and even to consider how we can join him on his path. Do you want to be healed of the things that make you sick? Do you want to be forgiven of all the things you feel ashamed of? You are invited to put your trust in the story and the person and the path of Jesus. We call this faith. And when you have faith in Jesus, you are trusting that his suffering actually accomplished something. And faith isn't something you're supposed to sort of have or halfway have. God wants you to put all your trust, all of your faith in Jesus. He wants you to know that this isn't just an old story of something that happened long ago. He wants you to completely trust that when Jesus suffered and died, he really did open up a path for you and your faith is expressed in how you walk that path today. You are invited right now to trust this story. And why would we value it? Why would we trust it? When we read 1 Corinthians 15, 16 through 19, Paul shows us how this story would end if Jesus did not accomplish his mission. He says, For if the dead are not raised, then Christ has not been raised. If Christ has not been raised, your faith is futile and you are still in your sins. Then those also who have died in Christ have perished. If for this life only we have hoped in Christ, we are of all people most to be pitied. But here's where we can have a lot of excitement. Jesus did rise from the dead, and we see it in Matthew 28, 1-6, where it says, After the Sabbath, as the first light of the new week dawned, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary came to keep vigil at the tomb. Suddenly the earth reeled and rocked under their feet as God's angel came down from heaven, came right up to where they were standing. He rolled back the stone and then sat on it. Shafts of lightning blazed from him. His garment shimmered snow white. The guards of the tomb were scared to death, but they were so frightened they couldn't move. The angel spoke to the women. There is nothing to fear here. I know you're looking for Jesus, the one they nailed to the cross. He is not here. He was raised, just as he said. Come look at the place where he was placed. That's amazing. So based on this story, we see that while Jesus died, he did not stay in his grave, but he was brought back to life. God kept his word to Jesus, and most importantly for us, God shows he will keep his word to us too. 
In fact, he even went a step further. You see, after Jesus was raised from the dead, he went up to heaven. But he promised us something amazing. He promised to send us his spirit, the Holy Spirit, that his presence could be with us, all of us, all the time, and that his spirit would walk with us and guide us in truth and justice. Isn't that amazing? In John 14, 16, he says, I will talk to the Father, and he'll provide you another friend, so that you will always have someone with you. This friend is the Spirit of truth. This is so good. This is what Jesus promised us, that he wouldn't leave us alone, that he would be with us all the time, each one of us, through his Spirit. And it wasn't just a promise for his friends, the disciples who were with him. It was a promise for everyone, for you and for me, for the whole church. For anyone who chooses to walk the path of Jesus, this is just one more amazing thing that comes with it. So today, in this time of Easter, God does want something for us. He wants us to know Him, to trust Him, and to walk His path. It means beginning to live a new life. If this is something you want to begin doing, you can be baptized, which is really just a symbol for dying to your old life and showing everyone that you are beginning to follow Jesus in a new life. So, my friends, the death and the new life of Jesus shows that he had a victory over sin, over Satan, and over death. That's where his path leads. We can follow him on that path and receive his same victories, too. We are invited to live forever with Jesus, and that invitation begins today. We get to be a part of a community, the church, which is a group of people who are beginning their journey on the path towards Jesus. It is a group that has seen his suffering, his death, and his new life, and has chosen to follow him. It is a group that appreciates all that Jesus did to show us how much God loves us and how badly he wants us to be alive with him. At Easter, we remember this story, and we are invited to consider whether it is a story that is alive in us. It is an old story that goes all the way back to God's people in the Old Testament who were also saved by God as they were being rescued from slavery in Egypt. This old story still is happening today, and it's a story that is now offered to you. Do you want to be set free? Do you want to be alive? I'd like to finish with one final idea. In 1 Corinthians 15.55, Paul is thinking about Jesus' life and his own life as he chooses to follow Jesus on his path. Paul writes, Death was swallowed up by triumphant life. Who got the last word, O death? O death, who's afraid of you now? Because of the path of Jesus, we can say what Paul says here. We do not have to be afraid of death. However, we don't want to just sit around. If Jesus is giving us his Holy Spirit so that we will know how to begin our journey of being fully alive. In fact, Galatians 3, 13 through 14 even says, Christ redeemed us from that self-defeating, cursed life by absorbing it completely into himself. Do you remember the scripture that says, Cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree? That is what happened when Jesus was nailed to the cross. He became a curse and at the same time dissolved the curse. And now, because of that, the air is cleared and we can see that Abraham's blessing is present and available for non-Jews too. We are all able to receive God's life, his spirit, in and with us by believing just the way that Abraham received it. 
So good. So this tells us that to choose the way of Jesus today as a whole church, we can depend on his spirit being with us and that it is this spirit which will help us not only walk on the path, but share this story with the world around us. We can tell others the story of how amazing Jesus is, how he was God, how he chose to suffer for us, and that through him we can have life. We can share with other people that Jesus is not dead and that he is inviting us to live with him in a perfect world where we are put back together and things are as they were always supposed to be. There are just a few more other important verses I wanted to share as I finish so that we can understand God as best we can. In 2 Corinthians 5.21, it says, In Christ, God put the wrong on him who never did anything wrong so that we could be put right with God. Yes. In other words, Jesus took away our sins so that we could be made right with God and can have a perfect relationship with him like we're always supposed to have. Today, we are free from sin because of Jesus' sufferings. He is full of so much love and grace and mercy for us. And the result? Beautiful perfection. We have a whole new life, a whole new nature. It is a life that we want to share with others, a life that sings out that Jesus saves, he sets us free, and that he gives life to anyone who trusts him and has faith. The death of Jesus must be something we do not forget or we will not value how costly the gift he gave us truly is. Finally, Romans 4.25 says, The same thing gets said about us when we embrace and believe the one who brought Jesus to life when the conditions were equally hopeless. The sacrifice Jesus made us fit for God set us right with God. Amen. So Jesus came back to life to keep making a path for us to follow on the other side of death. And that path immediately makes us right with God. It makes our relationship with him perfect again. Today, if you have faith in this path, you just need to know that God looks at you and he calls you forgiven. He calls you good. You are set apart as one of his people, and it's all because of the suffering of Jesus. My brothers and sisters at Discovery, I hope these words are encouraging to you and that every day the sacrifice of Jesus can be something that gives you relief and joy and builds in you a desire for a level of spiritual depth as you continue to learn more about what it means to be in God's family. God bless you and may the sacrifice of Jesus be present every day in your heart. Hasta luego. See you later. All right, thank you, Pastor Nelson, who again sounds remarkably like our lead pastor, Zach. Uh, at this point in this series, we've heard last week from Gadis from Albania, uh, Pastor Nelson from Costa Rica. Next week, we'll be joined by the Riches in person um, who represent us in Paraguay, one of our missionaries that we support in Paraguay. Uh, and I love the idea of a worldview series to ask ourselves, how do our friends from all around the world view Scripture? Uh, and is there anything that they focus on or that they get that sometimes we just miss? Uh, if there was anything that Pastor Nelson talked about today or that you want to dig into uh, or you want to take a look at new things or maybe just challenge your worldview, uh, I was given a few resources this week to present to you all. Uh, and fair warning, these have been ordered by me. I have not read these, uh, but I have a good friend who has said these are two great 
beginner resources to check out. I'm going to throw them on the screen, uh, and then we'll leave them here for the rest of the service. Uh, Santa Biblia, the Bible through Hispanic eyes, or being Latino in Christ. Um, the question is, does everybody read Scripture the same? Do I read Scripture the same as others? Uh, and are there things that I sometimes miss? Uh, so if that's a question you have or something that you want to consider, uh, I would challenge you to check this out uh, and go back and listen to Gadis last week and, and show up for the riches next week. It's exciting to hear from others. Uh, I want to invite the band back up. Um, and as I do, there's one other thing that I want to address, and it's in line with Pastor Nelson's message, uh, but we're taking a pretty sharp turn. Uh, that is that this is a family service, as you can tell by the noise of kids and minute win it and glow sticks, which I'm sure you wonder what they're for. They're, they're for worship, obviously. We should have them every week. Um, but we would be remiss in a family service um, if we didn't talk about uh, the families who we miss um, who can't be here because we've lost them in the last few years. Uh, because this has been a hard few years. Uh, and it feels timely a little bit in line with what Pastor Nelson talked about to talk about some of the loss that we've experienced in the last few years. Uh, most recently this week, uh, a dear friend of mine, uh, Jen Buell, passed away after a fight with cancer. Uh, and you may know Jen from uh, hosting communion, uh, from leading on our announcements, for being one of our faces out in the lobby uh, you may know her as the most extroverted person who's ever lived, ever. Um, my daughter knows her as the person who talked to her about Harry Potter every Sunday. And my son knows her as the person who talked to her about him about Pokemon every Sunday. And I'm positive she knows nothing about Pokemon. Um, Jen couldn't be with us today because she lost her battle with cancer and she'll be sorely missed. Um, and she's not the only one that we've lost in the last few years. And I was reminded very much what Pastor Nelson talked about today. Um, Christ, the suffering servant. Christ who suffers with us. Christ who was beaten and bruised and um, Christ who died on the cross for our sins. But, as Pastor Nelson ends, also Christ who is victorious in death. And Christ who created eternity with us in mind, and Christ who created eternity for us, that we could be with him. Uh, and my goal is not to wrap a bow on things. It's not my style to say, um, at, at least Jen is in a better place, at least people are in a better place. But uh, I do think it's important to remember that the God who suffered, and the God who died, uh, and the God who wept with Lazarus, um, is also the God who conquered death. Death, where is your sting? So I say this as we go into worship. After leaving that message and this talk, uh, I want to have a quick talk about what worship is. Uh, worship is incredible. It's an opportunity to connect with God. And so as you enter into a time of worship, if you are entering in celebration and with glow sticks, that is awesome. And that's how it should be. And if you enter into worship with deep sadness and lament and a cry out to God, that is awesome because that's how it should be. 
and any range of emotions in between, worship is an opportunity for us to connect with God. And if you're here today uh, and you have never experienced this before, and you understand a little bit why we do the message, um, but this singing part, it, it's a little odd to you. Um, as a Christian, it's my opportunity to connect with a Savior um, in any way that I can, in any state that I'm in, because I know that God takes me however I am. Uh, so I'd like to pray for us, and then I'll send us to worship. Let's pray. Uh, God, I want to thank you for Pastor Nelson. Uh, and I am excited because I know that Pastor Nelson is preaching right now. Uh, God, and it is so exciting to think about Pastor Nelson bringing us a message, a video, uh, while he is in Costa Rica doing your work, sharing with your people, because your people don't live in America. They live everywhere. And God, thank you for introducing us to others. God, thank you for the love he has for his community. Thank you for the ridiculous love he showed all of our people as we came and visited. Um, and God, thank you for allowing him to bring a message today. And God, for those we've lost in the last few years, for those who can't join us at a family service, thank you that you can suffer with us. I thank you that you can suffer with them. And I thank you that you created us with eternity in mind. God, thank you. Amen.